The following audio is from City Rev Church. For more information about City Rev Church, visit us online at cityrev.org. Well, hey, church. Uh, We're so glad that you are here uh, with us this morning as we start this new series called What's Your Story? Uh, You know, stories can be really powerful. Um, I know that I've been, uh, whenever I've gone through a hard time in my life, if there's been someone who's been able to sit down and share their story of going through something similar, um, it's given me a lot of hope and a lot of peace and strength that God can pull me through, that things will get better, that we can get through this uh, together. And that's really our hope with this series, is to share some stories of people in our church uh, who have seen God work through difficult circumstances or extraordinary circumstances uh, and seen them really seen God carry them through uh, to the other side of that. And so uh, for us, we even believe that the Bible tells us that one of the ways that we will defeat our enemy is by the blood of the lamb, what Jesus has done for us on the cross and the word of our testimony. By sharing our stories together, uh, we can actually build each other up in this faith. So today we're going to spend some time uh, listening to and learning uh, the story of Vince and Regla Harris. Vince is an elder here. Uh, at our church, and Regla is on staff with us here uh, at City Rev, and we're going to look at the story of really how God carried them through pain and suffering, uh, but still was able to hold on to faith and hope and comfort uh, from him. So let's watch the story of Vince and Regla together. Now, this cross was given to us by someone in our family we love dearly. Carol sent that to us. So during the, the season where we were building the garden, one day we uh, got this package, and it was this beautiful sun. January 25th, uh, 2017, I get a call from my daughter, Chelsea. Immediately, I kind of knew there was something wrong. And uh, that that was the night that uh, changed our lives forever. My name is Ragla. I was born in Cuba, and I come from a family of eight. When I was seven, my parents moved to Broward County, and I've lived in Broward County ever since. And actually, Vince and I ended up going to the same middle school and the same high school together. We both ended up um, working at Publix together, and uh, that's how we met. Uh, But it wasn't until after high school that the two of us decided to date. I proposed to Regla when I was 20 years old. Uh, She's four months older than me, so I just want to point that out. And we got married six, seven months later. When we first got married, our faith was very, uh, together, it was very new and fresh and young, but very, um, we were very excited to be doing ministry together. So we were together very involved in the high school ministry uh, in our young married life. The role uh, in our marriage changed as we uh, started having children. Uh, we had our daughter, our oldest daughter, Chelsea, uh, and then a couple years later, we had our son, Vinny. And then three years later, we had Jenny. 
I feel like I've known Vincent Regula forever. Uh, we were both at a, another church where I grew up, and uh, when I was there, Regula was taking over with the preschool and helping out with the kids' ministry uh, as I was kind of leaving for college, but our families knew each other well. 2002, we, uh, that's when we first met the Harris family. I met Regla, and actually she was the preschool director at that time. And then Greg, you know, we met, you met mm -hmm. Vince. Mm -hmm. And then the girls uh, met Chelsea and Vinny and uh, Jenny. We, we did Awana together, and then they were in the same uh, Sunday school class together. So I was the preschool and children's director for over five years. But our children started getting older, and I, uh, decided that I wanted to be a full-time mom again. It was just God's calling to tell us it's time to transition to something different. And uh, I would say we were in the wilderness for a little bit, uh, for about four years from the time that we left to the time that we found, at the time it was West Pines. God just opened the door at, at City Rev and We've just been there ever since. God kind of knew my heart, and he knew where he wanted to place me to use my gifts. And uh, that's where uh, God opened the door and the opportunity to come on board on staff, and that was in 2010. Regla has always been one of those people that's just a really hard worker. And you know whatever she's going to do, she's going to make it fun, but it's going to get done. And uh, that's been a joy, working closely with Regula over the last 12 years, being able to see her have fun in her role, be very honest with what she's good at and what she's not good at, and be able to lead and care for our team and take care of our office. She's a devoted friend. Just getting to know her over the years, you know, she's just a, you know, I would say what you see is what you get, what you get and just a very genuine and uh, Little spark, but she's a kind, you know, very kind-hearted person. I uh, serve as one of the elders of the church, and uh, previously had worked in the men's ministry. Vince has always been one of those guys to get really involved at church. Uh, he's never been on staff, but he's currently one of our elders, and for a long season, he was leading our men's ministry and would be impacting these guys. And it was amazing to have Vince in that role because he was such a good manager and was succeeding so well at work that he didn't get to spend a lot of time teaching at work. And this really allowed him to use his teaching gift. We were just, I just started going, wow, this is someone that is, you know, I can, you know, learn from and be mentored from. Chelsea and, and Jenny were like uh, church friends, you know. They uh, were in the same Sunday school class together. They were, uh, did Awanas together and uh, some birthday parties. I remember that, you know, we were invited to Jenny's and then she was invited to some of Chelsea's. She loved being in the kids' ministry and, and, and serving in Vacation Bible School and and helping with the decor and just just loving to be a part of it and she had a little bit of my personality so she tried to be a little bossy sometimes and that's okay <laughs> but she would have fun and and i just i just remember those sweet moments of just her and i uh, doing ministry together and uh, she loved it 
I, I always took vacations very seriously. And I wanted the vacations to be intentional. So I planned them out at a young age with the kids who bought a camper. And we really got it heavily into camping. Anytime there was a, a three-day weekend or, or, you know, summer vacation, we were going to be camping. And so uh, at a young age, my kids uh, enjoyed the outdoors. And we probably camped with them for well over 10 years. And, and, and some of our best memories of, our, of them as kids is on camping trips, no doubt. This is Jenny and I, we're in the subway station. We're uh, kind of waiting for the subway to head to Times Square Sunday morning. And uh, so uh, I've, been, I've been doing all this. Our three kids, I would take them uh, on a father-daughter, father-son trip when they were 15. Uh, years old usually and so when Jenny was 15 I took her to she wanted to go to New York so I took her to New York and her and I stayed in New York for uh, a week and you know just one of the things that was pretty exciting for her was uh, that I decided I was going to take her to the Apple store on Fifth Avenue the really really nice one and she didn't know I was going to do this and I bought her her first iPhone and so that was a memory of <laughs> Of, uh, that we, that her and I have. It was an incredible week in, in New York. I got my iPhone. Here we are outside of the magnificent Apple Store, and we got Jenny with her new iPhone for her birthday. Happy birthday. So, uh, January 25th, uh, 2017, uh, it was a Wednesday night uh, we were where we always are. We always, and when we're home, we sit in our back patio. We love our backyard, and we're sitting on our back patio, and I get a call from my daughter, Chelsea, uh, telling me that she can't get a hold of her sister, Jenny. She's not answering the phone. It's very unlike her. And I just thought, well, okay, well, no big deal. Maybe her phone, you know, it's a lot of battery drained. She called back and she looked, there's something wrong. We, we, there's, a, there's a bad car accident on Pembroke Road that, uh, that, that you know, Jenny's boyfriend had heard about and was concerned that it might, you know, maybe she might be involved. And so we were like, okay, you know, they said they would take, they heard they were taking the person to Memorial Regional. And we're like, okay, we'll pack up the car. I mean, we're not really, there's no reason to go. I'm sure everything's fine. But my son-in-law, my daughter, my, my son, Regla and I get in the car. Uh, my son-in-law drove, I'll never forget it. And we are probably on Sheridan Street, right around 441, and, and I get a phone call from Memorial Hospital. I could kind of hear the person on the phone immediately. I kind of knew there was something wrong. I knew there was, it was not good. And they're like, hey, uh, Mr. Harris, we, we uh, need you and your wife to come to the hospital. We, we have your daughter, Jenny, here. Like, and I'm like, it's, is she okay? They're like, well, well, we'll talk to you when you get here. And as soon as we pull in, we, we go through the doors. There's a, there was a man in a suit and a woman in a nice dress, very dressed up people waiting to talk to us. And at that moment, I, I, I just knew this was not good. I'm getting ready to go to bed and my phone rings and uh, Pastor Roby's calling me and he tells me on the phone, hey, Jenny Harris has been in a car accident. I'm going to the hospital, can you go? Um, so, of course, my answer is yes. As we're walking into the hospital, in the parking lot, we run into a police officer who's standing outside the building taking a break, and he recognized us from City Rev, 
And uh, as we talk with him briefly, we find out he was first on scene, that that was the officer, that was Officer McGillicuddy, but he was kind of shaken up outside, which um, we didn't quite know what to do with. It kind of made us realize that this was more serious. And they took us into a room and said to us that uh, those words that, you know, no parent ever dreams they're going to hear, uh, but they just looked at us and just said, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Harris, we, your daughter Jenny's here. She was in a bad car accident, and, and unfortunately she didn't make it. Those words were just, like, you, you really can't process what that sounds like. It's the parent's worst nightmare, right? We don't think this is going to happen to me. And yet, we're in this devastating um, moment right now. Without, within a f couple of minutes, I made some phone calls to people, uh, one of which was Roby and, and Dan, and uh, they were there within 20 minutes. They were there. And uh, everybody that Jenny, that Jenny knew and loved very close to her came to the hospital that night. And before I knew it, I had a room full of people. I remember um, regular, Regla crying and just asking or saying, you know, my baby's gone, my baby's gone. And um, I remember Vince as well crying, but Vince, in that moment, uh, Vince kept reiterating that uh, he trusts the Lord, that he knows the Lord is good. He knows that his daughter is gone. He doesn't know why, but he still trusts the Lord. And I was so shocked by Vince's ability to look past his own grief and care for others around him in that moment. It was unbelievable to see him think about how other people in the room were really affected as well. And to um, not dismiss or minimize his own grief, but to comfort them as well in the middle of his own grief. And I remember uh, before we left, we all kind of held hands. And, and Roby prayed. And even then in the hospital room, I know there were people there that didn't know the Lord. And even then we, we were able to set the mode on we're hurting, we're grieving, but we're also gonna pray to our Lord knowing that he is in charge and he's in, in control and he is sovereign, even in the midst of the worst pain you can possibly be in. And uh, that, that was the night that uh, changed our lives forever. I mean, she was 20 years old, and it's, uh, it's that moment that stands still in time that still to this day, when I really process it, it was uh, uh, the most devastating uh, moment of, of my life and, and hers as well. You know, when she was uh, 15 years old, uh, I remember that she prayed to receive Christ and and she she knew the Lord and that was the only thing that was sustaining me was that I knew that she was in heaven with Jesus and even though it was still fresh and I was devastated to lose my daughter that the only thing that made it I the only way I got through it and she I would say for that for her too was that we knew that she was with Jesus It was probably the morning, the next morning, 
Uh, I was at the Y. I was waiting on a class, and I got a phone call from from Roby. You know, said, "Hey, Natalie. Um, you know, uh, Jenny was in an accident, and she she passed." And and I was just saying, "Oh, my friend. Oh, my friend. Oh, my friend." You know, trying to process that, and. Uh, you know, and then I'm just thinking, you know, oh my gosh, you know, regular, you know, regular. The um... thing that I remember is going over and um, not knowing how do you, what do you say? Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's, you know, you're just kind of just stunned. I have zero memory of saying something profound, it was just one of those times, just be there. Our door became a revolving door <laughs> where that's where, to me, it's so important to have a church family and to have friends and to have people that you know that are gonna just love you. And that was the way that God spoke to me and I know he spoke to him that way. And that is a way of God just giving me the biggest hug ever. Uh, I don't even know how much I did because I didn't do much. I was so deep in grief that I don't even remember doing much other than everyone else came alongside me and did it for me. The day of the funeral, it was something that we weren't even prepared for. Uh, there were that, uh, over a thousand people there. And we ran out of room to put people. So we had, uh, we had an overflow space set up, so we completely and totally filled our auditorium to standing room. And it was a little bit of chaos trying to find a place to put everybody who was there for Jenny's funeral. And it was really amazing to see the overwhelming number of people that showed up. There was sadness but there was also a joy and that came from Regla and Vince mm -hmm. because they were the ones that were greeting people and they were the ones that were, you know, patting people on the back and, and you know, people were coming to them and I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But they were the ones that were ministering, ministering to the people, you know, and, and Regla would say, that's not Jenny, Jenny's in heaven. Mm -hmm. Jenny's with the Lord. And I don't even know how I walked through it other than I know that God was just carrying me through it because I, my legs were shaky and weak and I did not, and I know that I did not want to do this, but God gave me that strength and he gave me that ability to like, I'm going to carry you through this. I wanted my daughter's funeral service to be something that would be remembered uh, would be talked about, but I also wanted it to be an opportunity for me to share the gospel with a thousand people. And so everybody at that service heard that. There are four things that are allowing me to get through this agonizing ordeal. First and foremost is my relationship with Jesus Christ. He is sustaining me through this and giving me the peace to know that my daughter is with him. He has also given me the assurance that I will one day join her with him. Defense just clearly articulated his grief 
but his hope and um, shared about Jenny, but also took a lot of time to share about Jesus. Jenny, for the past 20 years, the world has been a little bit better place because you were in it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us 20 years of amazing memories. I thank you and praise you for the grace and love that you gave us. Thank you for giving us Jenny. What an amazing gift you gave us. Jenny, I can assure you that based on God's promises, I will see you again soon. What a glorious day that will be when I get to hug you once again. At that point, we will spend eternity together. Until then, I love you, my sweet little daughter. There's not a moment that will go by that you will not be on my mind. His message was a message of, of hope. He was ministering to all of us and testifying to all of us. It was more packed than any service we've ever had. Um, and Vince was the one to be able to share the Lord with everybody. You know, I wanted people to be sitting out there and ask, wow, what if I'm immediately taken in a car accident? Do I know for certain that I will be standing in front of God? Where will I be? And within about a week uh, of, of her passing away, we decided that we wanted to do a memorial garden. Jenny used to tell me that that, that was the ugliest part of the yard because the, the grass didn't grow really well and it really was terrible. We took this ugliest part of the yard and turned it into our most beautiful part of our yard. It's a, a garden where we have plants and lights and things out there, that uh, nice fountain, and it's just a place we go to walk out there and, and her name's on, a, on the front of it. And so when people come here, inevitably they're like, hey, what is that about? And so it gives us an opportunity to tell, um, tell about our daughter, so. All of a sudden people would hear that we were building a garden and we would have people swing by, here, a gift, here. We would get things in the mail, beautiful things to hang on the fence. Just friends wanting to be a part of it and wanted uh, to bless us with a little piece of something that we can put in the garden. So it really got put together, a lot of it, by uh, friends and family that were like, oh, we want to be a part of that garden. And it became like a, a, a family and friends project along with ours. So the way this has impacted my faith is uh, Many people have asked me uh, since it, you know, a, a couple weeks after she passed away to even recently. People are, will say the, the things that people say. Wow, I, I don't think I could, I, I couldn't go through that, or I, I wouldn't be able to do that, or, and and then they'll ask me like, well, you know, the people that I know closely that they'll say, have you were ever angry at God? Were you, were you mad? Were you questioning him? And I tell the honest truth on I say, you know, at no time during this have I ever once been mad at God. I've never questioned him. I've never doubted him. And so it's, it's strengthened my faith in that I know that God is sovereign. He would sustain us through that and strengthen our faith. Uh, through Jenny's death, relationships with people that we hadn't seen in a while were restored. And so things like that that came out of it were, were 
pretty significant. And as I look back, five years removed, look back upon that time, it's pretty amazing. I don't think I've ever questioned God's uh, sovereignty or the reason why he does that or, or does what he does. But I will say that I did wrestle with God for a season. I would say I was angry for at God for a season and I had to just let it out and I I tell especially moms that I've known unfortunately in the few years since Jenny died that have lost a child I tell them you're probably going to be in this place at some point in your grieving process and you need to process it and you need to you need to let it out and you need to wrestle with God and you need to ask all your questions get mad and I did and I yelled and I was upset but I think the most important thing for me and it's what I tell all these other moms that I've had the opportunity to just kind of take under my wing and kind of like just don't stay there just don't stay there. Wrestle, pray, and seek God, and then allow God to heal, and allow God to reveal himself, and allow God to say, I got this. I can't imagine, you know, what they what they have been through or what they continue, you know, what they're going through, because Regla, you know, has said, you know, I have a hole in my heart. I know that she still grieves. I know that they do. But to watch them, to look at them, you know, how can you not know that, that there is a God? How can you not believe that? So I think that I know that my faith has been strengthened just watching them. Seeing Vincent and Regla go through such a tragedy, it made you feel like, God, I, I pray that my faith is that strong and I don't ever want to go through this kind of test or loss with any of my kids. But I pray that if I were tested, that like that is what's inside of me, that it's not just faith when it's easy, um, but that my faith can be that strong and that I can be that aware of other people around me and sharing gospel around me in the midst of tragedy and in the midst of loss. You know, when you think of verses, count it all joy. You know, when we go through, when we encounter these difficult times, how do you do that? And it's just by understanding that God has a plan for your life. And it's not always going to be what you thought it was going to be. And sometimes it's going to be horrible. Mm -hmm. But once you get through it and you come out the other side, um, you have a peace in knowing that he's in control and that he's going to see you through. Yeah, I, thank you um, to the Harris family. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Um, thank you for, for opening up and, and letting us hear what you went through and, and how God worked. Um, for you guys, know that we are still grieving with you, that we are still praying for you and, and, and hoping for you. Um, but we just thank you for sharing your story. 
as, as we watched that video together, I, I thought of a, a couple of things that really uh, stood out to me, the first of which was the power of community uh, in, the, in the Harris's story. Just when uh, Vince and Regler were talking about being at the hospital in such a tragic moment, and Regla saying, you know, all of a sudden, the room was full um, of people who love her uh, and love Jenny, love their family. Uh, just the, the strength that that brings uh, is, is powerful. And it reminded me of that's why we do the things that we do. One of the reasons why we gather together on Sunday mornings, why we join groups and, and serve in ministry teams is to build that community, to build that family of faith for, for times like that. Um, all of us will go through difficult things in our lives. And it's in those seasons especially that we need other people to hold us up, to strengthen us, to give us hope, to take care of us. Just like regular saying, she said, I couldn't even do much. I was just was grieving so much. And many of you have been in that space and you know what that's like and know what a blessing it is um, to have a family of faith with you. And so for maybe some of you, you're going through a season like that. Maybe some of you in this room are going through a difficult time. Maybe um, this is uh, something that was shared with you after that. Maybe you're watching online or watching this video that someone shared with you, and you're going through a tough time, and you're saying, hey, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have those people in my life to support me and, and stand with me and, and hold me up. I want you to know that, that this community, this family is here for you. Um, we welcome you. Um, whatever you're processing or, or grieving through um, or, or whatever weight and, and pain you're carrying, we want you to, to bring it here. You can find a family here that will support you, that will love you, that will care for you, um, and stand by your side even through the difficult times in your life. You could do that here. I mean, you could... Uh, join a group, you could uh, join a ministry team, but we would love to have you join our family and let us be the body of Christ, minister to you in that way. And the other thing I took away from the video that we watched was uh, the hope of the resurrection. The Bible says that Christians, we, we grieve, but we don't grieve like those without hope. And how powerful to hear that clip um, of Vince speaking from, from Jenny's funeral service and saying, I, I know that I will see you again. That is a special hope that only Jesus brings and only Jesus can offer us. I'm reminded of a story found in scripture in, in John chapter 11, a story of a man named Lazarus. Lazarus is a friend of Jesus who died. And Jesus goes to his house and he's already been dead for a couple of days and the family and the friends in the town is grieving the loss of Lazarus. And Jesus has this conversation with Martha, the sister of Lazarus. And the fact that it's in the Bible and it just shows so much emotion and brings us so much hope, I, I just wanted to share it with you. John chapter 11, verse 21, Martha says to, to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, 
my brother would not have died. This is a grieving sister who just lost her brother. Jesus, where were you? Jesus, how could you let this happen? The same processes and the same emotions that you and I feel in the midst of tragedy. God, where were you? God, how could you let this happen to me? She's angry. She's hurt. She's sad. And she expresses those things to God. And and Jesus is okay with that. Verse 22, she says, but even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give to you. And Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And when I read that verse, I just think of Martha saying, yeah, Jesus, I, I know. I've heard the stories. I've heard the Bible lessons. I know that, that I'll see Lazarus again on the last day. But she's still grieving and she's still sad, still hurt. And Jesus responds with gentleness, but with certainty. And he says in John eleven twenty five, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Jesus enters into that moment of pain and suffering with Martha, and he reminds her that these aren't stories that we tell ourselves to make us feel better. Jesus reminds Martha in that moment that he is the resurrection and the life, that the Son of God came down from heaven to bring us eternal life with him, in him, and it's real. He's done it. And he asks Martha, do you, do you believe this? And those of you who have heard the story before, Jesus would shortly after that go to the grave of Lazarus and call Lazarus to come out and bring him back from death into life. And he does this as an example and proof that Jesus holds the keys to death in the grave. He's conquered it. That those of us who put our faith in Christ can have an eternal life with him forever. And he asks Martha, do you believe this? Church, I, I ask you the same thing. Do you believe this? There might be loss in your life. You might have a similar story to Vince and Regla. And you may be grieving without hope and it seems unbearable. I want you to know that there is hope. That Jesus offers you an eternal life in him. That he has conquered sin and death. That he has died in our place. And that those who believe in him will rise again. And that promise, the promise of Jesus, was extended to you just like it was extended to Martha and Lazarus and all the saints who have gone before us. The Bible says that if you confess Jesus as your Lord, 
meaning you call Jesus your God and your king. Say, Lord, I'll live for you. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that he really conquered death, that Jesus is who he says he is, that he has the power that he says he has. Then the Bible says you will be saved. That on the last day of your life, you will be with Jesus. That those that you know and love who put their faith in Christ, that you will be reunited again. Man, when Vince was talking to Jenny, he said, I'm going to see you again. I'll hug you again. The hope and the power in that, there's, there's nothing else that can offer you that kind of hope except Jesus. So church, my, my question to you is the same as Jesus. Do you believe this? That promise is available to you if you put your faith in Jesus. So we want to close with a time of prayer. And I want to pray for all those in this room and maybe watching online or watching elsewhere who have yet to take Jesus at his word, to take him up on this promise and inherit this eternal life that he offers to you. So church, would you, would you bow your heads and let's pray together. And if you're someone here who wants the promises that Jesus offers, then I just ask you to quietly pray along with me. Father God, Lord, we look to your son. I know that I am a sinner and that apart from you, Lord, there's no hope. But God, I believe that Jesus died for me in my place. Father, I confess that Jesus' death on the cross paid for my sins. Lord, I ask that you would forgive me by the blood of Jesus. Lord, I confess Jesus as my God and as my King. Wherever he calls me, I will go. And Lord, I believe that you raised him from the dead, that he conquered sin and death, and he has bought us a new life with his blood. So God, I ask that you would start that new life in me that you would adopt me into your family, that you would remember me in your kingdom, and Lord, that you would be with me. Lord, we love you. We are so grateful for what you have done. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. If that's something that you have done today and maybe you prayed that prayer for the first time or maybe this whole idea of faith and being part of God's kingdom is something that is new and that's exciting and that you want to be a part of it but you're like, I don't even know where to start or or what do I do? 
I encourage you to, to follow up with us. We would love to help you, lead you on this journey. A really simple, easy way to do that is just to go online to cityrev.org faith. You'll see some information there and a place where you can put in your information, where we can follow up with you. We would just love to help you as you start to walk this life of faith. But church, we want to close as a church that, that griefs. Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but that he has overcome the world. So we want to close our time together with a song, Rejoicing in the Power of Our King. Would you stand and sing with us? Thanks for listening. For more resources and to check out other teaching series, please visit our website at cityrev.org. If you would like to speak to somebody about beginning a relationship with Jesus or ask any questions you have about this teaching, you can email us at podcast at cityrev.org.